Welcome to Africa on Focus, where we share our success stories. Africa, the continent, the young diaspora, entrepreneurs, influencers, change makers, and so much more. I'm Miss Abba, and this is Africa on Focus, the podcast. Connecting or making the right connections uh, drives us to uh, healthy collaborations and, of course, building uh, our people. Uh, today, we are going to talk about health matters, which I think is seriously important. And uh, there is uh, one special guest that I have on here that I have been, uh, oh my gosh, uh, I don't know how long mm -hmm. I wanted to get her on the show. Uh, you know, her platform is out. Uh, she has a platform called uh, uh, African Health. And uh, here's really where she regularly posts uh, content that, you know, uh, relates to health. And not just because she's a health fanatic, but she's also a, a health educator. She knows what she's talking mm -hmm. about. So much that even, you know, my aunties are uh, connecting with her platform and reposting and trying all kinds of things with ginger and stuff like that. And also myself, because a uh, healthy life is, is really important. Um, mm -hmm. It's just it's just important throughout. And uh, that's really why I wanted to get her on. So without even wasting more time, let's just uh, get uh, Caroline Onamiya here on the show to talk to us about uh, what she's doing, um, why she's starting a platform for Africans, and uh, of course, uh, what we need to look out for when it comes to our health. Uh, let's do this. Hey, Caroline, how are you? Hey, Hello. all is well. <laughs> peace, yeah. peace, health and longevity. Peace. I, I am taking all of that in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Health and longevity, I'm taking all of that in. Mm -hmm. uh, making nice. sure that it will manifest in my life. Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. How, how have you been uh, this period? How has been lockdown treating you? Woo. I will say that it has been the best thing that has ever happened to me. Honestly speaking, mm -hmm. I wish that we can go to another lockdown because it oh. will give us this. Yeah, I know it's kind of very uh, controversial what I'm saying, but it 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 forces you to go within, to focus, to introspect, to evaluate, you know, and that is what this lockdown has done for me, you know, so it has been good in a way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's, that's, that's good to hear. Well, well, we're, I'm sure we're going to find out more about uh, why this has been yeah. such a pleasant uh, mm -hmm. experience uh, nice. for you and um, how this really got you to connect with, uh, with yourself. Um, yeah. Of course, you know, I know you, you have been uh, also um, a, pr a previous uh, host here on high radio because you had a health show, uh, which was, uh, which was, uh, after, which was so good. And uh, I know you, but could you describe in your own words uh, who Caroline Onyamiya uh, is? Wow. Okay. Uh, I know if I would tell you who I am, I don't think this interview would, yeah, this time would suffice, but in a nutshell, I am Caroline Onamia. I'm uh, 28 years old. Uh, I'm a health educator and a nutritionist, someone that uh, studies the, the science of nutrition and basically advising people to uh, eat more healthy, basically. I also have a, a Pan-African background. This is the reason why I, I am more focused on the African community. Um, yeah. Yeah, that is basically who I am on the physical level. But yeah, yeah, that's basically yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, right. I'm on the physical okay. level, so we have way more to explore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. 
as it relates to that. And, um, you know, you as um, a health educator, obviously, you know, uh, one of the things that are, um, uh, which people can find you about is African health, um, you know, with the, the emphasis on African health. Uh, could you could you share um, could you take us to your journey of, of starting African Health and mm-hmm. um, the name as well and 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 how how you put this together why did you choose for such an online platform Okay yeah my journey on health actually started with when I was overweight when I was basically very very fat in um, the year 2016. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. I would never. I would never tell. Yeah, but yeah, you see that it's a whole, it's a whole other story. But it it, it really started with, you know, when you're not conscious of yourself, when you're not aware with yourself, you just do anything, you know, and that is how it started. So I was overweight. I was not happy with myself. I had a very low self-esteem. You know, the ordinary story about people that don't feel so good about themselves. Mm -hmm. So I desperately wanted to lose weight because I was not happy with the way I looked. So I tried everything. I was eating less. I was exercising six days a week. And it had some level of effect, but not the way I wanted to. So I started to research and um, and go through uh, the internet, and I came across um, a herbalist called Dr. Sebi. I'm very sure you're familiar with him. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and he introduced me to the alkaline diet. I don't like the word mm-hmm. diet. It's such a it, it has a very weird vibration. But it, he introduced me to this particular way of eating. And I also came across an African-American woman called Queen Afua. And I read one of her books called Heal Thyself. And I was following the steps basically on how to live a healthier lifestyle. And one thing that really changed my life in that particular book is that we should consume according to the cycle of the sun. You know, the sun has certain cycles throughout the day, just like how the moon has certain cycles. Right now, we are living in the season of the new moon. Like today is the second day of the new moon. So there is this um, atmosphere in the air that you can start new projects, um, basically starting over. You know, the full moon is basically when your project should be at its peak, where you basically go out and, 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 and thrive, you know, and after the after the, the the full moon you basically go indoors and you introspect and stuff so when it comes to the the cycle of the sun um our digest our basically our body system is in direct harmony to the sun i don't know if you heard of the term the circadian rhythm it's basically the biological clock within us and right. if we are living in tune with the cycle of the sun when we eat according to the cycle of the sun our body will start to become more harmonious, you know, it's a whole science to this. So I applied what she was saying, you know, like she, she, she advised that you should eat your heaviest meal at uh, sun apex when the sun is at its highest. And that is mostly in the afternoon. And when the sun is about to rise, you should consume foods that are very light, like fruits, vegetables, well, vegetables too, but uh, primarily fruits and water or herbal teas. And the same applies to what the sun is about to go down. You should consume lighter foods. 
So she explicitly said that I should not eat after the sun has gone down. So I applied that. It was not easy because you have those cravings and stuff. So I applied that and I noticed that I started to lose weight. Like within a week, I was starting to lose one to two kilograms. I started to see my weight coming down. My, my pants start to get wider and looser. I'm like, whoa, this works. Without exercising. Wow. Without exercising. Like I stopped the exercising. I just focused primarily on the nutrition. So right. when I saw that this was working, I was like, wow. So in a, in a period of three months, I lost 15 kilograms, you know, and I was basically back to, back to normal again. So from that point on, uh, alongside with following Dr. Sabi's teaching on eating more alkaline food, so basically plant-based, because I became a vegan around that time. Yeah. Uh, the journey of nutrition and health started for me. It, it was from that point that I realized like, whoa, nutrition is the answer to so many bodily <sighs> issues. And that is how everything changed for me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. So that's, yeah, I know it's a long story, but yeah. No, it's good. It's good. Yeah. Like I'm listening and I'm like, um, this is, this is really good. And it's given me also like information that, um, um, that I'm like, boom. So with that, mm. that concept of not the sun goes down, is it still the same uh, when, you know, here because of where we are geographically, summertime, the sun goes down very late. And then, you know, in the winter, yeah. the sun goes down quite early. Is it still the same concept in spite of that or? Yeah, it, it is the same concept. But because we're living on the, the northern hemisphere, mostly in Europe, in the U.S., we have four seasons. If we're living more in areas like Africa, where it's more closer to the equator, there are basically two seasons, the dry season and the raining season. But the concept still remains the same. The sun goes down. Now we are basically in the winter time. So the sun now goes down around five o'clock. So that would mean that you are not supposed to eat after five o'clock. Whereas in the summer, the sun will go down around 10 o'clock in the evening. So mm -hmm. basically you are supposed to eat as early as possible during the winter season uh, compared to in the summer season, yeah. but the concept still remains the same. You just follow the cycles of the sun. You look at when the sun rises and when the sun sets right. and you look at how, yeah, basically the, the highest point of the sun, that is mostly around 12, 12 PM, yeah. you know, one yeah. or two basically. And then yeah. from there you try to adjust the way you eat. So, Let's say we Africans, we like very starchy foods like fua, banku. That yeah. meal you should consume at sun apex, like the highest moment of the day, basically in the afternoon, not in the evening. And if you notice, uh -huh. if you consume these foods after sundown or when the sun is about to go down, you will yeah. start to gain weight because your body is not, is, 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 is preparing itself to go to rest because the sun is going down. Like our body is so connected to nature that once we live in harmony with nature and observe the moon and the stars and the, and the sun, that is when we, our bodies will basically become optimal in our health, you know? Right. So yeah, that is how it works. But the concept still remains the same. Yeah. But now we're in the winter time. So we basically have to stop eating after five, basically. Yeah. Right. And is it is it eating in total? Could you still consume um, a fruit smoothie or plantain chips or something in the evening? 
Does it count for every consumption of food? Well, if you have cravings after sundown, right? I would recommend it in the book also recommends it that you eat fruits as light as possible. Don't put too much strain on the digestive system. You want the digestive system to be able to receive lighter foods or at least no foods at all so that it, it is able to digest it easily. But if you feed it with very heavy foods, I would not recommend plantain chips because it contains oils and the body will have to take time to digest those oils. It's, it's difficult for the body to digest oils than digesting uh, right. waters or, or fruits or vegetables, you know? So if you do feel any cravings or hunger, like consume fruits. Yeah, that's, that's what I would recommend. Or yeah, nuts too. That, that's some things that you could do. Yeah. Right. How, I'm getting how did you? Yeah. How, how did yeah. you get to uh, being that you African? How did you get to apply this knowledge of new way of, of, of eating with the African kitchen? Um, um, yeah, yeah. What, what we consume as Africans, uh, which is mostly, you know, a lot, lots of sodium, um, lots of oil, very starchy food, like you said. Um, yeah, how, how did that combination work? And are you still vegan? And how did you manage being yeah. vegan and living within the African community? Yeah. I will say it was not easy at all because um, I became vegan when I was in the Netherlands and then I traveled to Ghana. And when I went to Ghana, <laughs> it was not easy. I tried to remain vegan for because I was in Ghana for three months. I, I remained there for three months and the first month I tried to be vegan, but it did not work because in almost all <laughs> the meals, all the Ghanaian meals, there was meat. And yeah. I remember when I was going to a local chop bar and I was ordering um, like uh, fried rice, for instance, and I would just tell them, please, I just want the vegetables, the rice and the vegetables. And they would still add meat to it, you know, so I mm -hmm. had to throw away the meat. So mm -hmm. it was not that easy. So eventually I was I didn't I didn't last with the veganism and I fell back into my old pattern. You know, it's, it's not easy to maintain a new um, way of eating if all your life you've been used to eating meats and all these other products, you know. So, yeah, yeah. but it wasn't, but it takes a lot of discipline. But I still was able to, um, yeah, maintain that veganism when I was in the Netherlands because I had a lot of variety. And when it comes to the African food, I abstained from it when I was here then in, in the Netherlands. Mm -hmm. I didn't I didn't really mm -hmm. participate in, in eating typical African. And even if I did, yeah. I would order the food, but I would tell them, please, could you do it without meat, like jollof rice mm -hmm. without meat? Or yeah. I would just order the, uh, the fufu without any meat. You know, I know it would be very difficult for them, but I was really adamant on that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So um, wh why did you choose specifically for uh, vegan uh, life? Because you also have different forms, pescatarian, you have vegetarian. Um, what made you go for a veganism specifically? Yeah. So I followed uh, Dr. Sebi and he was actually recommending the alkaline uh, diet. And that diet 
basically was a vegan diet. So I didn't really focus on vegetarianism. I wanted to eat as pure as possible. So it was also more like a, a, a spiritual thing. I wanted to abstain from all sorts of animal products. Anything that um, comes from an animal, I did not want to participate in because I saw it as a living being that you are, you know, assassinating or killing in order to eat. It may now yeah. sound very hypocritical because I'm now back <laughs> to eating more meats and stuff, but I am yeah. really planning, yeah, I'm really planning on going back to that uh, state of being by abstaining from from the meats and stuff because it really has an effect on on our on our body, you know. Right. Yeah. Right. That is very interesting. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm like taking all of the information in, and because um, <laughs> because you being a health educator, you're not just somebody who talks because you just like food or you're just some type of blogger. Uh, African health really has has meaning. Uh, one thing that we always ask uh, our, you know, our guests, um, what is your why? You know, you, why you do what you do and how is this reflected in African health? Right. Yeah. So, um, like I said, from the, from the beginning, and you were asking me, like, who is Caroline? And if you, yeah. if you paid attention, I said on a physical level, this is who I am and stuff. You know, the way I see the human being, we're so multidimensional. We are so many things in one. We are humans, but we're also spirit beings. And this body that we have is a vessel. This vessel has been basically created by the divine creator, the mother earth. You know, like the mother earth is the the physical manifestation of God. That's how I uh, conceive it. And... We have a particular responsibility and duty. This body has not been given to us um, for free, basically. We have to give it back to the earth. And it is our responsibility to take care of this body vessel, to live in harmony with our great mother, which is the mother earth, you know, and the great spirit being the father. Yeah, I know it's, it's kind of very spiritual, but... Yeah. My why it's is Sunday. It's Sunday. We'll take it. It's, it's, okay. it's Sunday anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It does, yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the thing is, the Creator has given us this body, and we have mm-hmm. a responsibility to take care of this body. This body is a temple, and yeah. even the Scripture says it. And mm-hmm. we are responsible for feeding it the right foods. We are responsible for not putting in toxins because we will sin against ourselves, not against God, but against ourselves. And, this, and, yeah. and the wages of those sin are diseases, depression, yeah. stress, death, eventually. So my why is to make sure that I uh, follow this particular law to at all times, to the best of my ability, to feed mm-hmm. it with the right kind of things. It can be people, places, things, information, the things we see, the things we hear, the foods that we put in our body, anything that can enhance the body to um, uh, live in its most optimal state, basically called homeostasis in biology, so that we can live basically in tune with the mother earth and live basically a high quality life you know yeah so this is basically the reason why i do what i do like even though nobody listens to me 
I still hold the responsibility to take care of my body because at the end of the day, if I get sick, I am the one who will get sick and I have to deal with the consequences. And if I get sick, it's my fault. It's not yeah. the doctor's fault. It's nobody else's fault but mine. So now that I have you know, the power and the responsibility to make sure that I can stay healthy, why not do it, you know? Yeah. And yeah, how is this, uh, how's this message? Like, how do we receive this from um, African health? Or how is this incorporated in, um, in your African platform? Yeah. Yeah. So basically what I do, like in very simple ways, I try to um, um, inspire, you know, the, the African community by means of imagery, for instance. No, not for instance, but especially like I, 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 I look at posters that contain fruits, vegetables, and little words that says the health benefits of that particular fruit. But the more yeah. these Africans see these pictures of fruits and vegetables, the more their subconscious mind will live to do what they see. Because yeah. this is called the mirroring effect. If you, if you constantly see violence, constantly see the same thing, you will eventually live according to that what you see. The same mm. way when it comes to uh, uh, imagery, the things that you see constantly, you will eventually, in a subconscious way, you may not even know what you're doing, you may apply that knowledge. If you constantly see fruits and vegetables and, and herbs and stuff, you will yeah. unconsciously be inspired to um, basically purchase those things. Yeah, so that is basically what my platform does. It's a it's a it's an educational platform, but it has like a psychological effect to it. And this is how I, in a way, tell them like, eat healthy, eat healthy, eat healthy. I do make yeah. sometimes videos, but it's more yeah. effective when you see the imagery of an apple or the imagery of uh, uh, an orange or an avocado yeah. or kale. You know. Yeah. So mm -hmm. that's basically the thing behind it. Yeah. Um, and, and, and just a question. Um, nutrition and the human psychology, can you just give a brief description on its, its connection? And because I, I do know that um, the way you eat definitely and actually um, not to underestimate it, but it really has an impact on how you think or how you feel on the inside. Um, so can you, you know, talk a bit about that? Yeah. So within our body, there are, um, you have cells, you have smaller than those cells are those organelles, which are the organs within the cells. Our body basically is um, um, a vessel made out of different kinds of chemicals, amino acids, uh, uh, proteins, fats, you know, and what the thing is, when we consume our foods, let's say we're going to consume fufu, for instance. We just take the fufu. The body doesn't know it's fufu. The body mm. will recognize it as a polysaccharide or basically a starch. Th mm. That starch is being broken down into smaller pieces called sugars. And those sugars, mm. if you are familiar with the word glucose, our body uses that as energy. Yeah. So mm. what happens is that when we consume the wrong foods, we will be deficient of certain chemicals within our body. And these particular chemicals can have an effect on the way we think. Our brain mm. 
consists of different chemicals uh, called neurotransmitters and hormones. All these causes us to, for instance, move this hand. This, the, the, basically, the, the result of me moving this hand is due to the presence of a neurotransmitter that communicated with another neurotransmitter. It's basically a messenger in your brain telling your nervous system to do something. So when we consume the wrong foods, we are causing the wrong communication between those chemicals. And this mm. will cause us to think the wrong way, to do the wrong thing, to not um, um, be able to make the right connections. If we consume foods that are not good for us, we will throw basically our chemistry of balance. Basically, we will, we will throw ourselves off. We'll throw the chemicals within our bodies off. If you follow what I'm, what I'm saying, because this is very, very biological, but I'm trying to explain it in a way that um, is, is um, um, understandable. Understandable. But yeah, but, yeah, but in a nutshell, um, if we consume the wrong foods, we will be deficient of certain chemicals, nutrients, vitamins, minerals. And the deficiency of those things can have an effect on our psyche on our mental capacity, on the things that we ought to think about. Our brain can get clogged. I can give you a very practical example. Fluoride, for instance, can cause the pineal gland, which is a small organ in the center of the brain. It can cause it to be calcified. And this particular pineal gland causes so many bodily systems, and it's like the center of the nervous system. And if we contain an excess of fluoride that can be found in toothpaste, it can be found in other many, uh, many other products. If we consume too much of these things, it can um, cause our clarity to decrease and our clairvoyance to decrease, you know? So this is one of the ways that nutrition can have an effect on our psychology. Thank you. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Yeah, I hope I was able to answer your question. Absolutely. No, it definitely is. Yeah. Very, very clear. Very clear. Okay. Uh, for, for those of you who just tuned in, uh, welcome to Africa in Focus. And uh, we're interacting with uh, one of our special guests today, Caroline Onyamia, who is the founder of African Health, uh, a platform you should subscribe to ASAP as of right now. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're talking about, you know, her journey setting on a platform uh, as such and also being a health educator and uh, we as Africans should be uh, mindful of. Um, if you've got some questions, feel free to uh, drop them off so that you know I get to be able to ask her before uh, we round up. There are so many questions and I'm like, oh my gosh, which one am I gonna pick? But I know I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you to come, to come back. Um, you know, as it relates to health, um, what should Africans be aware of? Because I'm sure that African, you know, the name says it's on its own, though everyone could learn from it, but it's specifically focused for, you know, the life of, of Africans. Uh, what should African people be aware of? You know, because you have the element of what's, you know, uh, part of our nature, of course, and we have, you know, the part where we're influenced by our surroundings that gets us in trouble <laughs> lots of times. Um, could, you, could you share a, a bit about that? What should Africans really, really be mindful of if it comes to that healthy lifestyle? Mm -hmm. You know, what Africans should do is that they should really start to um, abstain from a lot of things and be educated on a lot of things. And the first and foremost thing is the way we eat. I know that our 
our, our nutrition is in a way linked to our culture. Like mm -hmm. you cannot tell Africans like do away with the banku or do away with the fufu, but yeah, you can you make, yeah, you could make small changes. Like if you cook your meats, cook it with less oil, or when you cook your meats, use this oil instead of that oil, you know? Yeah. So that is one thing. Nutrition is what Africans should be very, very careful of because that leads, that leads to a lot of diseases. Another thing is stress. They go through a lot of stress, a lot of pressure, especially those living in the diaspora, those that made it to uh, the Obroni land, which is the white man's land, which is Europe. They see it as a huge achievement. And yeah, uh, yeah, from their perspective, they see it as I have made it. But once they get here, they realize that this land is not the land of milk and honey. And they will start to see that they need to pay bills and they need to start working and they're getting pressure from their people back home. Like, please send me 200 Ghana. Please send me 300 Ghana. So this immense pressure has an effect on their health. They don't have a lot of peace of mind. On top of that, they're working two, three jobs. They don't have proper sleep. So with all these things combined with the bad nutrition, that is like a danger zone. So eventually you, you mostly see the elders around their 50s, 60s, dying of heart diseases, strokes, high blood pressure. So these are the major things Africans, especially those in the diaspora, should be careful of. And also lack of physical activity. Like yeah. they just, they, they're not active enough. They don't take many walks. They don't jog. They don't exercise enough. So basically th these environmental factors are right. what Africans should be, be very uh, careful of. Yeah. No, to, to, to be frank, I actually think um, recent years or let's say, yeah, in the last two years, three years, I've been seeing a lot of aunties and uncles like doing their best somehow um and i think you know through your platform this this um, um, information of this awareness is being brought to them more and more but yeah it's it's um you know i'm, I'm experiencing this change of thought or this awareness within for instance the Ghanaian community where i see yeah. my uncles in the gym even though they, you know they just come to lift weights at least they're coming, right? Yeah. With their big yeah. belly, they're still there. And I see yeah, the aunties yeah. trying to do sit-ups, but mm. even them walking from home to the gym, I see it as a form of exercise. So um, that gives me a, um, let's say, a hopeful uh, future that, hey, you know, people are realizing, yeah, that um, at least move around a bit, go for walks and all yeah. those things. Yeah. But that's yeah. But that's here. I don't know how it, things are over there. I do know that being in Africa already or being under the sun is a form of physical activity going on where you have to walk to get your transport. Um, you know, you move around there uh, um, so much more easier and you are required to move around physically than here. But so what's the state of um, let's say the African awareness on um, this nutrition and this diet and this um, um, move around, um, stay stress-free. How is that going? Because are you in Ghana right now? Uh, what are you experiencing with, with the community over there? 
Yeah. No, right now I'm not in Ghana. I'm, I'm in the Netherlands. But um, yeah, but going back to what you said initially, yes, I really agree with you that there is uh, a growing number of Africans who are becoming more aware of their health. They are taking it serious. They're really mm -hmm. trying, going to the gym. Yes. But I've also noticed that as, as they know that, okay, I should exercise more, they're not fully aware of the foods they should consume. You know, so mm -hmm. that is something that is is lagging behind. But uh, as for Ghana, because I'm not there, I can't really tell what the state of, of uh, affairs are. You know, I can only speak on on the things that are happening over here in, in the Netherlands. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, right before we round up, uh, Caroline, and I'm seriously going to get you on the show again because... Uh, <laughs> There's so much information that you're given and which is really vital to us Africans. Um, what does what does the healthy lifestyle mean to you? And uh, what kind of advice would you give Africans out there that uh, need this healthy lifestyle? Uh, I know mm -hmm. that not everybody's ready to go vegan, <laughs> but they are willing to, to make some sacrifices. Um, yeah. could, could you share uh, uh, that with us? Yeah. Um, my ultimate uh, blueprint to a healthy lifestyle is according to the Dutch concept called the Bravo concept. And that basically uh, consists of five um, steps in um, living a more healthier lifestyle, which is exercise, abstaining from smoke, abstaining from alcohol, living a stress-free life and good nutrition. So these five aspects of health, once we are able to practice these things that will lead to an ultimate healthy lifestyle but living in the world that we're in nothing can mm -hmm. be done perfect and mm -hmm. it's a process you will you will be on the path and everything will go fine you will exercise you will eat healthy then something happens and then you fall back to your old ways and then you go yeah. right back again like i should pick it back up and then you yeah. go right back into your old pattern so Never, ever, 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 ever beat yourself up about this because it's a process. You are evolving and you're learning from the mistakes. But the thing is, always try to um, strive to do better when it comes to your health. Become more aware that as you are getting older, your body is deteriorating. It's, it's not becoming as strong as it used to be. With little steps by eating one piece of fruit a day, let's say you just dedicate yourself like I'm going to eat one banana each day and yeah. I don't care what else I'm going to eat, but just that one step, that one change of I'm going to eat that one banana a day is an mm -hmm. opening to something new. Okay, I've mastered eating that one banana a day. Now yeah. I'm going to walk 10 minutes a day and seven days have gone by and you were able to walk those 10 minutes. So you're like, wow, this is really working. So you're building yourself little by little by little. So basically the ultimate healthy lifestyle is trying to master these five concepts, physical exercise, no matter how small, abstaining from smoke, like reducing your alcohol intake, stress-free if you can, but you can also reduce it by you cannot live a stress-free life because there's so many things going on in the world, but trying to find peace within, going to yeah. prayer meetings, for instance, meditation, anything that calms your soul, your spirit down. And 
um, eventually nutrition, you know? So if we're able to uh, focus on these things, we can really, really go to that ultimate uh, healthy living. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, I, wish, I wish I could go on and learn more about, you know, all, uh, all that African health has, uh, has to offer. Um, before we round up, Caroline, uh, how, could, how could people reach you? Where can they find you? Uh, how can they get in touch? Mm -hmm. So um, you can follow me on, on, on Instagram, African Health, or my Facebook page, African Health, or my YouTube page, African Health. Or the email address is africanhealth at gmail.com. Yeah. So that, those are the, basically the three platforms people could reach me. Yeah. Right. And also a last question that myself and Donnie always ask, uh, what, what's on your playlist? Your music playlist? I, I should oh. listen <laughs> I want to know what she's oh. making today. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, I got to think. <laughs> okay, wait. I love, I love um, Kojo Entry. Like uh, Mian Taba. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know that song? Absolutely, it's a classic. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a classic. That's a classic one, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a really cool song. Thanks for that. And what's on your menu? Oh, on your menu for tonight. What, what did you eat? Because the oh. sun has already gone down. Yeah, I, I'm not going to eat, but I do feel a little hungry, so I just may eat a banana and drink water. But yeah, I'm just eating uh, like two kiwis and an apple and then i ate some jollof rice and veggies um then i drank something and now i don't really i don't eat much really so i'm just gonna eat like a banana and then drink some water then i'm good yeah sure mm -hmm. sure thanks so mm -hmm. much uh, caroline for for being yeah. with us yes. look forward to, to getting you on again and talk more about uh, african health um yeah. have a good evening and uh, yes looking forward to uh, having you back very soon Sure, you too. Yeah. Bye. Okay. Bye. 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 Take care. Bye-bye. All right. Well, I, I just I just took in so much information. Uh, oh my gosh, I kind of have to reflect and then I would like find areas in my life where I'm gonna adapt. I'm I know you are gonna adapt because I think every guest that has come along that has been quite influential with, you know, <laughs> their a piece of advice, you took it on yeah. and I took it on as well. Yep. You just note down a couple of things and then you see which one is the easiest to um, to apply and then you, you, you start right on with it. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Africa on Focus. We air live every Sunday on High Radio from 7 p.m. Amsterdam time. Join the Africa on Focus platform on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Africa on Focus or visit www.africaonfocus.com. And follow me on all your social platforms, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Miss Shout out to High Radio and Q Vibe for the jingle.